Hey guys, welcome to Relatable. Happy Friday. I am so excited to talk to Rebecca Friedrichs today. We are going to be talking about the public education system in the United States, how it has been burdened by the corrupt teachers unions. And we're going to talk about some of the some of the issues and the causes that they are championing in opposition to the well-being of your child and of teachers in the public school system. And she's also going to give us some action steps for how we can fight against this corruption that is unfortunately um, working against disproportionately and negatively um, underprivileged children who are being served and underserved by the public school system. Before we get into that conversation, I want to take a quick ad break. Okay, I've got to tell you guys about Built Bar. You have heard me talk about them before. They're a great company and they make really good protein bars. I can tell you from personal experience, they are awesome and they're also really healthy if you are looking to lose weight and so you're looking for uh, a meal replacement. It's also just a really good supplement or a snack to tide you over, but you don't want to indulge in something unhealthy. It's also a great way to satisfy those sweet cravings because they've got eight chocolate flavors uh, that all kind of satisfy that sweet tooth without actually, you know, having something that is uh, with a ton of sugar or a ton of calories. They've got nine chocolate nut flavors and nine chocolate nut free flavors, all covered in 100% chocolate. If you're a texture person like I am, I can attest that it is a good texture. They're they're soft and chewy. And uh, my favorite flavor is the peanut butter brownie. 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, three grams of sugar, three grams net carbs. So just a really good nutrition profile for something that is so sweet and so good um, and also so filling. And so go to builtbar.com, use promo code relatable. Uh, you'll get 20% off your first order, which is a really good deal. Promo code relatable, builtbar.com for 20% off your first order. Builtbar.com, promo code relatable for 20% off your first order. Rebecca, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Okay, I think a lot of people who listen to Relatable are familiar with you, maybe have read your book, but just in case, can you tell everyone who you are, what you do, a little bit about your story? Sure. Well, I'm Rebecca Friedrichs. I was an elementary school teacher for 28 years. I would still be there with my adorable students if it wasn't for the nasty teachers unions who have been damaging the teaching profession and our educational system and our republic for decades. So I stand as the voice of good and loving teachers who want to do a great job. And I expose the damage that unions are doing in our schools. And to do that, I started a nonprofit called For Kids and Country. You can find us at forkidsandcountry.org. And I wrote a book called Standing Up to Goliath, which um, is full of testimonies of brave teachers and parents. And we expose what's really going on. And I just travel the country speaking to groups and speaking to people like you to help get the message out. And I want to talk a little bit more about your book and the case that you were involved in that made its way to the Supreme Court. But I want to back up and kind of talk about 
your story. Uh, I talk a lot about teachers unions and uh, really the unethical nature of public unions in general. And I've got a lot of public school teachers and public school parents who listen to my podcast and say, you know, you're blowing it out of out of proportion. These teachers unions aren't that bad. Or I'll get public teachers, uh, public school teachers who say, well, if it, it weren't for the union, I wouldn't have any defense or I wouldn't have any help. Can you talk about how you discovered the true nature of teachers unions, their corruption, and how they're actually working against the well-being of teachers and students. Yeah, I am so glad you asked me this series of questions, and this is going to be a somewhat long answer. Go for it. Because... Thank you, because it is true. So many teachers have no idea what these unions are actually doing with the tens of billions that they collect from teachers annually. So I want to say to those teachers out there, I actually served as a union leader for three years in um, I was an executive member of the board of my local association. And what I discovered, teachers, is your local union is usually wonderful. It's your teacher friends. They stand up for you. I stood up for my friends. I'd go in when someone was being mistreated by a bad administrator. I would stand for them. So I understand why you think there's nothing wrong with the union. But the truth is the state and national unions are run by Marxists. They are the ones that are behind all of the unrest in our country, they are behind organizations like Black Lives Matter, um, the Women's March. They are 100% pro-abortion, abortion up to delivery and after. Um, they are so radical that I had to write a whole book about it. I was going to write a long pamphlet because I know most teachers don't have time to sit down with a whole book with all the crazy things going on in our schools. But it's so unbelievable. I I had to write a whole book. And um, teachers, everything that you complain about in the teacher's lounge, your teacher's union is behind it. They are behind the radical sex education. If that has hit your school district, your local might be going, oh my gosh, this is terrible. But your state and national are pushing it, lobbying for it, funding it. They wrote the law in California and in multiple states. Um, The teachers unions are behind the anti-American agenda. Read some of my editorials. If you go to forkidsandcountry.org and go under our uh, Rebecca's editorials, I wrote one about the 1619 Project. And you can see how it's the teachers unions who are behind bringing that into our schools and worked with um, the uh, New York Times and those who wrote that nonsense, that very troubling, hurtful nonsense that's harming our country. Um, Your teachers union is behind organizing and supporting and starting Black Lives Matter. I could go on and on and on, but teachers, everything you complain about, everything that's making your job hard, those anti-discipline policies where you can no longer discipline children or suspend them for a willful authority, uh, or excuse me, willful defiance of an authority figure. We can't do that anymore in the state of California because of teachers unions. The teachers unions also put into office every far left radical Democrat like AOC, like uh, Elhan Omar, like Biden, 
and Harris, Kamala Harris, who intervened against myself and my fellow teachers when we took our case to the Supreme Court. Uh, Kamala Harris intervened the entire state of California against us. All we wanted was freedom so we could stand up for our students. So teachers, your union is not what it claims to be. And I would ask you um, from a loving teacher heart to please read my book so you can see the truth. Just read it and then make your decision after that. And then parents, the teachers union actually bullied the PTA to such a degree in the 1960s and the 1970s that the PTA has no voice for parents or kids. They had to take a stance of neutrality. So they only support whatever teachers unions support. It's completely corrupt. And Ali Beth mentioned that it's the other government unions as well. She's 100% correct. All of this um, fraud we see in this election cycle, the government unions are behind it. And if you think about how they run the DMV, which has the voter rolls, how they run the USPS, uh, the Postal Service, and how they, uh, they have infiltrated every one of our government um, institutions and agencies, and they are out to destroy our constitutional republic. That is not an understatement. And we would just ask you to look at the evidence before you make a decision on that. Yes. And in case some people uh, don't know, we also have a good portion of our audience who is younger. They might not realize even what a public union is, but teachers unions, police unions, firefighters unions, those are public unions that we are supporting with our tax dollars. That very often, especially teachers unions, like you said, they are then using the funds that they get from our tax dollars to support these far left democratic politicians that then pass policies and push policies that not only do we dis- uh, do we disagree with, but all also uh, work against the well-being and the liberty and security of our families, which is why public unions, many people would argue in general, are just unethical to use our tax dollars in that way. Can you talk a little bit? I know you write about this in, in your book, but can you summarize for us how you began to discover and uncover as a teacher what teachers unions, the state and national teachers unions really stand for? Well, um, that was because I stepped up and got involved and saw it for myself. So from the first day in the classroom, I was actually a student teacher um, Mm -hmm. and I was learning from this incredible master teacher. And I saw um, a teacher next door to us abusing children. She would grab them and yank them and scream in their little faces. They were first graders, they were six years old, they came Mm -hmm. up to her waist. And I was so mortified. And so I went to my master teacher and I said, hey, I'm learning about how to report child abuse and I don't know what to do because it's the teacher. And that's the day she sat me down and said, Rebecca, today's the day you learn about teachers unions. And she explained to me that um, the teachers union was defending this woman and that the district could could do almost nothing about it. And I witnessed that over and over. You teachers out there and parents know there are bad teachers in a lot of our public schools. And you're thinking, why don't we fire that person? We don't fire them because the teachers unions won't let us. They make the, um, the situation almost impossible or very expensive uh, for the school districts to rid themselves of these Um, very abusive people and often bad teachers who aren't teaching the children much. Um, The other thing, I stepped up as a union leader after I noticed that throughout my career, I was about 14, 15 years into my career, and I noticed that I was for school choice. 
But every time I'd go to a, um, um, one of my mandatory staff meetings, the union would come in and tell us how evil, evil, school choice is evil. You have to um, fight this. Oh, the children are being abused in the charter schools. They're not getting a good education. Oh, they're stealing money from the public schools. Well, then I went and I did my own research and I listened to debates from both sides and I discovered the school choice was outstanding and I wanted it for my future children. Mm -hmm. I didn't have children at the time. Mm -hmm. And so I discovered that it was the teachers unions destroying school choice, trapping poor, innocent children in dangerous, underperforming public schools. That's evil. That's wrong. And they even have a moratoria against wonderful charter schools. And I support charter schools. My husband's the president of a charter school. And so when I served as a union member, I went to um, annual leadership, state level leadership meetings, and I was actually abused there. My book opens with a scene of 300 teachers being abused in a um, breakfast at a California Teachers Association conference. And we were abused by Lily Eskelson Garcia, who was the most recent NEA president and other union leaders. Do you know why they abused us? Because one teacher during Q&A stood up and asked, you know, I'm here standing for my colleagues and we're concerned that our, that our dues are being spent on politics. We don't like that. We want to know how we can gain a voice um, so that our dues won't be spent on politics, particularly far left politics. Do you know those union members ganged up on us? They stood on the stage really angry and they, you know, stood around the room with their arms crossed, very mafia-like. And they told us that if we didn't agree with their politics, then we were basically bigots mm -hmm. and they told us that we didn't know what was right and that their way was right. And then they told us the right way to think their way. It was mm -hmm. very like communism being right. inside. And so that's just a, a few highlights of what I experienced and what helped me to, to see the truth about the unions. And for anyone who is listening to this and, and maybe you're thinking, okay, well, this is this is her experience, but this isn't true in general. We've talked about on this podcast that some of the stories that you just told, for example, of a bad, abusive of teacher not being able to be fired. Well, this is happening throughout the country. I'm sure that you talk about this as well, but the idea of rubber rooms, that even teachers who are caught, for example, in a sexual harassment or sexual assault situation, that sometimes those teachers are not only not fully fired, but they are also, uh, they're not turned over to civil authorities and they're placed in these so-called rubber rooms where they're doing administrative things and are still getting paid a full teacher's salary. There was a story out of New York, a teacher from Long Island who had been in this rubber room for 20 years and over that time had made over a million taxpayer dollars after he had been accused of sexual harassment from uh, a couple of his high school female students. And so how did, how did this happen? Have teachers unions always been like this? How did this grow into this massive corrupt scheme to work against parents and good teachers and kids? Yeah, well, it, it's really on purpose. So um, a few things to address that. Number one, when our founders set up our constitutional republic, they knew the only way to keep a free republic is with a well-educated and moral citizenry mm -hmm. that could self-govern. Mm -hmm. 
That is the reason that our founders used as our first textbook the Holy Bible. People think, oh, separation of church and state. Look, separation of church and state is not in the Constitution. Go read it. It only takes about 30 minutes to read our Constitution. Those words are not there. Those words came from a letter written by Thomas Jefferson to the Danbury Baptist ministers. He was actually letting them know your uh, religious liberties are protected in this country. The state cannot trample on your religious liberties. But the teachers unions and other leftists have used those words to frighten teachers and parents and to tell us that we can't talk about God in our schools. It's a lie. Mm -hmm. It's a complete lie. So our founders actually started our schools with something called a a classic liberal arts education, true liberal arts, um, where our students were, were learning. They were reading the classics. They were learning Greek and Latin. They were studying from the scriptures. The reason they studied from scriptures was so that they could learn things like the golden rule. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Don't murder. Things like that, things that all of us know are good, strong values. So what happened was the teachers unions infiltrated our, um, uh, well, pardon me, they call themselves teachers unions. So these Marxists who really wanted to undermine our republic knew they had to get into our schools, destroy our educational system, and destroy our morality. They have done this, if you look into history, they've done this over and over. Almost every communist country, this is how it started, an infiltration. They call it the long march of the left. So they marched into our institutions by starting by taking over our teacher associations. So the National Education Association was started in the 1800s, actually by some pretty kind teachers who wanted to do good things, who had made little pamphlets that were full of scripture and prayers and patriotism, and they were infiltrated. And they were infiltrated by these Marxists who had this goal of getting into our schools and undermining our educational system and our morality. And they did it slowly because they knew teachers wouldn't accept them right away if they, you know, said what they were. So if you think about it, if you were evil and you wanted to take over something, you would get behind the sweetest faces you could find, the most trusted uh, voices you could find. That's teachers. Teachers were highly admired in those days. And wouldn't it be nice if we could get back to that teachers? And we would if we would reject unions. They are the ones making people uh, not like us anymore. So they they infiltrated, brought uh, new ideas into our schools. They removed the classical liberal arts education and they brought in humanism and they brought in real socialist tendencies, and they brought in all kinds of uh, new math. Now we have common core. Um, Now we have removed the classics from our schools and replaced it with teachers can bring in stuff from a website that's never even been checked over now. Um, we, We brought in all kinds of things to on purpose damage our educational system and our morality. If you don't believe it, just look at the numbers. Teachers, you know, I taught kindergarten through fourth grade. It is not rocket science to teach a child how to read. All these excuses that we need more money, that's a lie. All these excuses that, oh, this and that, the parents aren't helping. Look, it, I had no problem teaching children from all kinds of backgrounds, even with their parents in jail, as long as I was in a supportive school system with a principal that would support discipline, with um, supplies that I needed. It wasn't rocket science, those kids could learn. But 
in the old days of our country, over 90% of Americans could read. Even those that were out in you know, farmland somewhere, they could all read, they could run a business. Now look at our numbers. Right. They're, yeah, they're a disaster. Right. And we saw a lot of things start going downhill in different sectors of society started in the 1960s. And you write mm-hmm. about in your book how um, a lot of people viewed the teachers unions just kind of neutrally. Like they didn't have a whole lot of opinion about them because they existed for their purpose for the most part. Uh, but then they started to become more political. They started to fight for, quote, LGBTQ rights and, uh, you know, left wing health care policy and different things like like that and we have seen them become more and more political, more and more powerful and really have the Democratic Party by the throat so that those two groups are really in cahoots and that's why you have people like Kamala Harris and Joe Biden because they're so supported by these teachers unions actively working against teachers and parents and students. Um, why that administration says that they are going to fight against the expansion of charter schools, that they are going to fight against the expansion of school choice for the very mythical reasons that you said that teachers unions were telling you guys that school choice actually steals money. Charter schools steal money from private school. And um, it's a privilege. What I've gotten so interesting, and this is more Marxist critical race theory language, is that school choice is a white privileged argument, that you're actually undermining the education of black and brown students and students in immigrant communities and students in poor communities, when really the opposite is true. So how is it? Is it well, I guess maybe I know the answer, but how is it that the Democratic Party and the teachers unions and the media and all of this left wing Marxist propaganda have all joined together and become so powerful? And yet so many people don't know it exists. Sorry, I have to rant one more second and, um, because I have something that I'm thinking now. They don't know it's, it exists, but it's so pervasive. It's so powerful. It's so ubiquitous. And we just hear people repeating their talking points that, oh, we're not funding public schools. Like you said, that's a lie. The reason that teachers aren't getting paid enough is because, um, you know, we're giving tax breaks to the rich and big corporations, but and we're funding the police, but we're not funding schools. That's a lie uh, that we're not prioritizing our children. It's not us. It's the teachers unions that are not spending that money wisely. So. I want to hear more from you. How did that all happen with all of these segments of societies coming together with this terrible alliance without people realizing? Exactly. And I'm so glad you're awake to it. And uh, I know Glenn Beck's awake to it. So often I'm listening to um, uh, regular media and uh, Fox News, for example, and they'll go on and on and on about all these problems and they never mention the teachers unions. And I'm sitting in my house going, it's the teachers unions. They're behind it. They're funding it. How did this happen? Money and power. Yeah. So um, we know about unchecked power, right? If you have unchecked power, you get away with all kinds of stuff. So the government unions, let's just consider all of them. You know, every government employee, well, pretty much everyone is unionized. We're talking the Department of Education. We're talking the FBI. We're talking the CIA. The, like you mentioned, the police and fire, teachers, the DMV, the post office. Go on and on and on to all of our institutions. They're unionized. 
Think about how much power that is. If you just if you just uh, Google the AFL-CIO, how many different people are unionized under them, you'll get this long list. Nurses. I mean, it just goes on and on. They're collecting hundreds of billions with a B annually, tax free. And then they are spending that money on politics, all far left politics. Why? Well, if you want to undermine a free republic that, and you're a bunch of Marxists and you want socialism to rule, which always leads to communism, then you stand together sort of as an oligarchy, right? You're the, you're the, the big leaders and everybody else has to be the peons. Uh, when the unions changed our school system and removed that outstanding classical education, they brought in a different system that actually allows about 10% to be well-educated and to be rulers and the rest of us to be dumbed down. That's a, yeah. a, a, you know, a recipe for disaster. So what I witnessed with my own eyes being a teacher union leader and what many of my other friends who are in my book who actually stepped up at the national level in the unions, they were bullied, they were spit upon, they were booed off the platform when they dared to speak up in defense of teachers, in defense of protecting children from radical sex ed, uh, telling kids to, to, literally telling us to teach children about oral on anal sex. Yes, teachers, if you don't believe me, this is true. Read my book, three chapters on this. It's unbelievable what's going on. And so these teachers spoke against it and they got booed off the platform. They were barred from committees. They were they were completely silenced. Just like our college students are being silenced on college campuses, teachers have been silenced for decades, like you said, about since the 60s. So how did this happen? How did they get this power? It's mafia type control. Yeah, that's so exactly what I was thinking. That's what it sounds mm -hmm. like. Exactly. There's a story in my book about this sweet lady, Ruth Finnegan. She's in her 90s now. She's so brave. Well, in the 60s, she was a teacher in Hershey, Pennsylvania. And the unions came in and they said, we're going to unionize you all. You need us. Here's what they tell teachers. Teachers will, will recognize this. You need us for liability insurance because you're going to get sued. And she goes, I'm not here to harm the children. Why would I get sued? What do you do for me? Well, they couldn't convince her that she needed to join. And so she said, no. Every other teacher in her um, school joined, as did the principals at that time. She spoke to them one-on-one -on -one or in little groups, and they would say, oh, no, I don't want to join the union. But if you don't, oh, they make your life miserable. They'll fire you. They'll ruin your job. So they all joined. And so when she wouldn't join, these unions literally she was after school, she was grading papers. This was a sweet young teacher. They came into her classroom, five men in black suits. Wow. And harassed her, literal mafia tactics. They did it to her twice. She finally caved and joined. She feels very guilty about having joined. She felt like we could stop this nightmare if the teachers would have stood together, but they wouldn't. And that's what happened. Teachers are so terrified yeah. that they refuse to stand up to these unions. Now, if you're gonna, if you're feeling tempted to get mad at teachers, uh, look in the mirror, America. Most people were, uh, still are, politically correct. They'll only say certain things. You're not allowed to question that we have um, a sex ed agenda in our schools because oh, then you're saying something against the LGBTQ hogwash. When you're telling children how to go get an abortion without their parents right uh, their parents' knowledge or permission in a public school, when you're teaching a child in a public school to have anal sex in order to avoid pregnancy, 
Mm. That's an attack on religious liberties. That's child abuse. That's all kinds of problems. Don't tell me that I can't speak against that. Or if I do, I'm harming the LGBTQ. So they use these mafia tactics. And then we have seen with our own eyes that teachers unions practice talking points on us as teachers. They would use them to bully us in, if you were at the national level, uh, my girlfriends who actually served at the national level. And do you know, six months, a year later, we'd then hear those talking points coming out in the form of Democrat talking points. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you know what? I don't call them Democratic anymore because they're not. I call them Democrat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's crazy how defensive people who don't realize that all of this is going on get. Um, when I talk about the corruption of public schools and the public school system and the teachers unions, most public school teachers that I talk to and who follow me are exactly like you. They're wonderful people who care so much about their students. And they are saying, yes, and amen, you're exactly right. I see all of that happening in the public school system. But then you get some public school teachers and some parents and public school kids who are just in flat out denial, who accuse people like me or you of exaggerating, of fear mongering, of not really knowing what's going on. And I do have a question for you that I get from a lot of these kind of skeptics is, well, what about in states where there aren't teachers unions? Aren't public schools free from corruption in in those cases? And I would love to hear you speak to that because a place like Georgia doesn't have teachers unions. And yet you're still seeing, I saw in DeKalb County, for example, that's a little bit outside Atlanta. They're having a, a BLM social justice week. And so leftism, Marxism, and that's not just a buzzword. It has a real definition that does define these teachers unions and BLM self avowedly. Um, uh, how, how are these things infiltrating some of the public school systems, even without the presence of state uh, of state teachers unions in places like Georgia? People think like, oh, I'm in Texas. This is never going to happen to me. Well, the sex ed I just told you about, mm-hmm. it's in the Texas legislature yeah. right now. Yeah. So what people need to understand is when you collect so many tens of billions of dollars annually tax-free, you have a lot of money to do a, wreak a lot of havoc over everybody. So even though you don't have um, a, a total control of all of your school districts by unions, it doesn't matter because they'll collect the money uh, nationally, you know, through their um, forced, well, it's not a forced dues scheme anymore because we took a case of the Supreme Court. Teachers, you're not forced to pay them anymore, but most people don't know that. So about 90% are still paying them. And they take that money and they send it wherever it's needed. So, hey, maybe they raise it in, in California and they send it to Georgia or Texas. And that's exactly what they're doing. They've had their sights on Texas for a long time, which is why I have friends who escaped California to Texas and they're like, hey, wait, what, what's going on here? Yeah. Why, why am I suddenly fighting the same thing? Don't believe this lie, people, when they say, oh, don't California my Texas. They think, or don't California my South Carolina or whatever. They think Californians like me are escaping California, coming to red states and then destroying them. That's a lie. Those mm. of us who escape it's because we have conservative views and we want a conservative place to live and we want freedoms. We want our constitutional republic. What's going on is the government unions are cheating and they are manipulating and they have so much money. They lobby at every level. And like I said,
said, they've infiltrated the PTA. So when you're a, a legislator and you have someone from the PTA come, you think, oh, this is what the parents want, right? And so they are so deceptive. They are so manipulative. They're so wealthy. And they have legislators by the neck, literally. Yeah. If, if you want to get elected and you're a Democrat, oh, you've got to, you've got to do whatever the, the teachers unions want, whatever the government yeah. unions want. So um, nobody's safe. And by the way, homeschoolers are not safe either because the goal of a Biden administration, which God forbid, God forbid that happened, um, their goal would be to stop homeschooling, stop private schooling, stop charter schools, and make every child attend a government-run indoctrination center yep. called a public school. Yep, you're absolutely right. A lot of people have asked me, um, do you really think that we'll go, for example, France has decided to um, severely restrict, if not ban homeschool altogether, starting at three years old. Kids have to go to public preschool, and people have asked me, do I think that's the end game here? I, I I do. Do I think it's going to happen in the next year? No. And I don't think it's a necessary, I don't think it's an inevitable uh, outcome because I do think that we can push back and the people still do hopefully right now uh, have a voice and have power. But look, this is an international, I know you probably agree with this, this is an international Movement. If you look at who is actually behind the sex education, in addition to the teachers unions, it's in partnership with organizations like Planned Parenthood, with UNICEF, with the WHO. These are left wing, godless, Marxist, yes. again, organizations who have a vested interest and, in, like you said, tearing down and disintegrating the hearts and the minds and the morality of kids, uh, pitting them against their parents, severing the parent-child relationship, all of that is necessary to create a dumbed-down and immoral proletariat in order to have the collectivist left-wing future that these big international organizations are looking for. So sexual mm -hmm. immorality and perversion, the breakdown of the nuclear family, the dumbing down of kids to where they cannot critically think and they don't know actual history. All of that is a part of an ideology. It's not a conspiracy theory. We can point to the policies and the organizations that are explicitly doing this, the politicians who are explicitly doing this. It is for a specific purpose. They want more chaos in the streets. Yes. They want more division. They want more people, more young people who are willing to raise their fist for communism without even yes. a thought to the world how communism has ended over the past 100 years. That's the goal. And public schools, unfortunately, are being used as a vessel to accomplish that. Do you agree? I agree 100%. That was also well said. People need to realize that the uh, teachers unions in particular, they are the most brutal of all. They are a stronghold of exactly everything you just described of this Marxism. Um, and uh, I can't state it strongly enough. And you brought up these other organizations. It is true. Uh, I have friends who are conservative, loving parents who volunteer as lobbyists at the United Nations. They have been lobbying against this sex ed for decades. And here's what happened under the Obama administration. 
uh, countries would come in, poor countries from Africa or something would come in seeking clean water and food and education for their um, children. And they would be told, oh, sure, we'll help you with all that as long as you take this sex ed. The sex ed has been destroying their countries. They're coming back because it, what it does is it, it divides families. Mm-hmm. It, um, it, it creates all this out of wedlock pregnancy. And it, it just creates, like you said, more confusion and havoc and anger and everything else. So they come back trying to escape it and they're bullied at the United Nations. And right. so then they're trying to stand together. The other thing people need to know, the World Health Organization, yes, they're behind this. And you know what else? The CDC. Mm. I'm so glad people finally know about the CDC. Number one, they're unionized. Number two, if you will just go on the CDC website right now, if you're listening, and look up young men having sex with men, they have a whole, I mean, just pages and pages on how we, as teachers and parents, we're supposed to support young men having sex with men. We're supposed to give them a safe place and may, and normalize this. And and here in, Cal- in, in my state, California, They've already, through the governor they control, Governor Newsom's 100% controlled by the teachers' unions, so is Nancy Pelosi and all the leadership in, in California, they have just signed a law that if, if there are only 10 years or less yep. between a child and an adult, so the child's 14, the adult's 24, you cannot prosecute that person, that adult, as a child predator. Yeah, this is this. So in other words, we are legalizing pedophilia and this has been their goal from day one. The CDC is behind it. And you can also go on to something called the Healthy Teen Network. Just check out some of the lessons they're teaching your children via virtual learning. If your child has an activist teacher, I, teacher in quotes, because they're activists that the unions have plopped into our schools. Good teachers would never teach this stuff. They're actually teaching your children that healthy sex during COVID is to do sexting and to look at pornography. And they're leading them to pornography uh, experts online. It's unreal. These people belong in jail. And you're 100% right that it's all part of All you have to do is study communism, study Marx, read the book, The Naked Communist. All you have to do is a little bit of research and you will discover that everything we are witnessing right now is 100% Marxism to lead to socialism and communism. It is a disaster and we must save our country from this. And the way we save our country is getting public sector unions out of our schools, out of our institutions, out of our agencies. That's where we start because they are the stronghold. They are, I call them the root of the problem. Uh, all They're creating all these um, uh, poisonous branches from their poisonous root. So we have to get them out. So what does the average parent do who feels overwhelmed right now? They're realizing, wow, this is a problem. I've got my kid in public school. Uh, but I want to fight. I want to fight against this, but I don't know where to start. What would you recommend for them, or even the public school teacher who feels the same way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bless them all. And first of all, I want to say to these parents, I was a single parent for seven years hmm. with a little boy that they kept labeling ADHD, and you know, just super active. He's not. I don't believe in that stuff. He's just brilliant, and you know, the schools weren't weren't um, serving his needs properly. They're making him fill in bubbles instead of letting him use his mind and his hands. And Anyway, that's a different argument. But if you're a parent 
and your children are in public schools, I cannot urge you strongly enough to pull them out of those public schools. Now, if you're, let's say you're in a state where your public schools haven't been totally infiltrated yet, do not fall asleep. It is coming. Yeah. You know, get on your school board. You'll discover if you run for school board, you will believe me about the unions because they will attack you with everything they've got. They will call, they call me the spawn of Satan. They'll do the same to you. They'll call you all kinds of evil and do evil things to you. Uh, You can read stories about that in my book, but stand up, go to every school board meeting, make your voice heard, uh, step up on the, um, you know, committees in your district. And if there is a union, help to remove it. Um, but get your kids out of those public schools. They're not safe places anymore. If they're doing virtual learning, sit down and watch what they're learning. Mm -hmm. Now, what you have to realize is a lot of teachers are still amazing. We have great teachers in this country, but they are trapped in a corrupt system. So there's a lot of good teachers who aren't going to do these bad things, but it's going to come down. For example, uh, we're no longer in California. We're no longer allowed to call the children boys and girls because we can't assume anyone's gender. (laughs) Um, You mentioned earlier they want to have them in preschool starting at age three. Please don't put your children in a government-run preschool. Here's what they're being taught. If the unions have totally infiltrated and and the sex ed is in, your children are told that um, your parents, when you were born, your parents didn't know your gender, so they assigned you a gender. And someday you'll figure out your gender from a whole spectrum of an unending number of genders, and then you'll choose your gender. Did you know that in a lot of places, the school can give your child puberty blockers without your permission or your knowledge because your child says, oh, I really think I'm not a girl. I'm really a boy. Um, You know, they were behind the teachers unions were behind uh, allowing biological boys to compete against girls in sports. That's evil as as an athlete. And my dad and I fought so hard for my rights as a female athlete. And now females can't uh, don't have a fair shot. This is all the unions. This is all coming out of the public schools with the with the public sector unions that call themselves teachers. Call themselves unions too, they're not, they're Marxists. So I can't state it strongly enough. Teachers, I know it's, it's, it's even tougher for you because here's what Marxists do and you have to understand that they've put you in a system and they've tried to convince you that you have to have, you need them. So what did they do? They've given you good salaries. They've given you um, a Cadillac medical insurance. You have better than most Americans. The teachers unions fought for Obamacare and then they opted out of it. So you're not stuck with it, but (laughs) your money passed it. Uh, That's hypocritical. Um, You have pensions, teachers, as you know, uh, uh, lifetime pensions. Most Americans don't have that. And um, I know that you don't want to give all that up, but the problem is if you're, um, I think it was Benjamin Franklin who had a statement, something like those who give up liberty for security will ha- will soon they'll have neither one, right. they'll have neither liberty nor security. So what's happened, teachers, because you've said, oh, I got to protect my, my pension. Oh, I need to protect my paycheck. Oh, I need to protect my medical insurance. Oh, I, oh, I need the whole country's going down. And this is other public sector employees, too. So we're losing our republic. We're losing our, our liberties. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, teachers have to step up. Teachers, you are people who love 
You love to step up and help save people. You love that. That's our hearts as teachers. We want to give our hearts to families and children. We do everything. I mean, we, I, mean I know teachers who have adopted children when their parents died. Okay, this is, what the heart, this is the heart of a teacher. If God called you to be a teacher, you have got to stand up to this evil. You know, I couldn't afford to leave the classroom, but when God asked me to do it, I did it. And I didn't have a paycheck for a couple of years, nothing. And I was still working really hard building our nonprofit. And you know what? God's blessed it. And I mm-hmm. never went hungry and I didn't lose my home. And I have to tell you, teachers, the teachers unions tell you that they defend you. They tell you that they give you that liability insurance. I have a good friend, best teacher I worked with during my 28 years in the classroom. She lost her job in three days. And she was guilty of nothing. She was falsely accused. They basically wanted to get rid of her because she was about to get, uh, be completely ready to get her good pension. You know, she was a couple months shy of, of being invested or whatever they call it, fully vested. Uh, she was chased out and harassed. She lost her home. She lost everything. She's renting a little apartment now from her parents. Uh, and then they blackball her and, and you know, didn't want her to get a job anywhere else. It's evil what's going on out there. The unions are not going to defend you unless you speak their language, unless you do their bidding, unless you push their agenda. There are organizations out there, one's called Christian Educators, one's called Association of American Educators. They're all on our website. If you go to forkidsandcountry.org and click on Teacher Freedoms and Protections, the menu item, you can discover how to stop paying unions, how to opt out. And we have these organizations that where you can get liability insurance that is a fraction of the price of what you're paying the unions, and it's double the coverage, $2 million per incident. The unions give you $1 million. And the unions, teachers, I know they've told you that if your principal harasses you or whatever, they'll defend you. That's a lie. Mm-hmm. They, only defend, they only defend you if you get sued or if you do, you're doing their bidding. Um, but these organizations, CEAI and AAE, that are under our menu item under liability insurance, They will defend you even if you are harassed by your administrator or, you know, if you're told you have to be silenced about something, that you have lawyers available to you at all times. So you can get better coverage. You can sleep well at night knowing that you're not giving to this evil system that is damaging our children. We have to step up as teachers and I will keep fighting. I will fight till the day I die to try to get unions out of our schools and our institutions. Yes, thank you so much. And just a quick note for teachers that are in places like Georgia where you're thinking, okay, there's not a teacher's union. Um, There's still administrative corruption. There is still bureaucracy within the public school system. You can bet your bottom dollar that teachers union and the corrupt portions of the public school system in places like Georgia are behind the senatorial candidates like Ossoff and Warnock. Those people, even if there are not state teachers unions in places like Georgia, the teachers unions are still going to fund the campaigns of those kind of senators and still are going to have them by the back of the neck if they get to D.C. And those senators, whether or not they're teachers unions in Georgia, are going to fight on behalf of these corrupt teachers unions when they get to D.C., which will disproportionately and negatively affect your children and especially underprivileged children. So it is a lie. This whole thing of voting for Democrats and voting for liberals is actually the more compassionate thing to do for underprivileged kids. It's not true. Example number 1000 and maybe the most important one is the teachers unions and the Democratic politicians who support them. So thank you so much, Rebecca. 
for shining light on this, for your fight. I really encourage everyone to go out and read your book. It is Standing Up to Goliath. That's correct, right? Standing Up to Goliath. That's correct. Goliath being the teachers' unions. I'm really enjoying the book, and it's just so illuminating, troubling, and challenging in the, in the best in the best way. Um, as you know, a mom of uh, of little soon to be little kids uh, too. I am you know thinking a lot about this stuff and a lot about their education and wanting to protect them and to preserve their innocence as much as I can and just make them smart little critical thinkers and parents just, we can't fall asleep at the wheel. There's too much at stake. And I just appreciate your fight on behalf of these kids. Thank you. And I so appreciate you helping me to get the message out there. Yes. Thank you so much.